And there you have it. Collective podcast continues and goes forward because we are on season four forever and counting. We're probably going to stay on season four until eternity. (laughs) (laughs) And then right from there, we have our two hosts, Joe and Christian, special guest today, Robert Corbino. Hello. How you doing, Rob? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Rob, of course, from the band Midnight F- Foolishness. Did I get yes. that right, Rob? Yeah. Yes. Fu- Midnight Foolishness. Fu- 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 okay, <laughs> make fun of my stutter later. <laughs> the phonics lessons I've been teaching you have been paying off so kindly, Joe. Anyway, Jerry, go ahead. Take your leap. Give, give me give me your journey into music. Like, How did that all come into fruition for you, Like, just growing up and everything? Oh, man. My first show was like 12 years old. I was in Brooklyn playing the Morris. Um, the original Lemoore's. The original Lemoore's, yeah, back when Metallica and shit played it. And uh, that was my first show, and I just never stopped. I'm going to give you this, because I yeah. feel like for us in Staten Island, Lemoore's is kind of like the venue you kind of expect people to be playing on yeah, in yeah. a local show. You felt like it kind of set like a stage for it actually having one on Staten Island. Well, well the... What the original well, the original Moore's was in Brooklyn. It's where, in Brooklyn, yeah. And then the owner moved it here to Staten Island, yeah. where where our orange story, where we met you, Jerry, originally. And that is a full circle fact because for us, we were kind of like I think what it's been twelve years for us too. So, what was the name of your first band when you played Lamores at that young age? Oh shit! <laughs> to take it way back. <laughs> I don't remember. It's like over eighteen years. Oh wow. Yeah. Do you feel like when you play shows, maybe within one spectrum of like of a city or wherever the case may be, yeah. do you feel like the shows blend in after a while, or do you feel like they all kind of stand out for different reasons? They definitely all stand out for different reasons. You know, different areas have a different feel to them. I think for sure. You know, um, then uh, the thing I like to do is I like to eat all the food in different areas too. You know, check out the city and have whatever they got going on there. You know. What was your what was your favorite like happy accident like going from going to a show and make, making a beach tour that was well worth it? Probably even missing the show at that point. Oh, uh, I don't think I've ever missed a show. Thankfully, um, I think one time we ended up at Roy Rogers. <laughs> That's a throwback. Which I yeah, because we don't have any here. So I do they like Roy Rogers. Right? Yeah, there used to be one in New Dark, I think, where mm-hmm. the Wendy. Then that became a Wendy's. That that Wendy's was for a long and then, time. And then that became Friendly's, right? And then it was in that area with the Pizza Hut or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So with your current band, uh, you've been around what ten years now? With... Yeah, but it's the lineup has always changed. But so you're kind of always fresh every time, you know. For how me, long, anyway. How long have you been with the current lineup? Uh, maybe the last two years, two I would years? say. Yeah. Well, my my bass player passed away last year. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. So, uh, so that's when Mike Delfino came in. Now, who's playing with us now currently, and uh, you know, so we've just been. That's so. This lineup is probably like a year old, but since the virus, and it's funny, our biggest show was right before the virus too. We played the Chance. Nice. And where's yeah. that venue located? Poughkeepsie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Poughkeepsie's an interesting music scene over there. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's mostly heavy metal, but uh, they're not, not too bad of a scene. Because then, yeah. like, in another part of Long Island, there was somebody I used to be acquainted with. I never worked with him when I was booking shows. Jake Zimmerman. I don't know if you yeah, know who that is. Yeah, of course, yeah. Jake Zimmerman was very big, I think, in another part of Long Island. He doing does. pop punk shows. Yeah, and he does. I've been on stuff with him and Pat Penning. Uh, he does Amityville. He was doing. Uh, That's it. Revolution for a while too. 
So, but he does way bigger shows now. It's crazy to see someone like him, and kind of like in a lot of ways your band as well. Yeah, how you just see someone start in like any parameter they can. Yeah, not having any set of expectations, and then yeah, you could be performing for yours for you in this case, like at a stage <laughs> one day, and you're just like, how the fuck did I get here? But it's all kind of like a journey at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I can't say it's all worth it. <laughs> so, you know, so I know. And I know not all musicians or bands like labels. Obviously, in the rock genre, would would you like the term pop punk or alternative in your case? I don't or care. It's just it's whatever yeah. music you put out. Whatever you want it to be. What whatever you, you want it to so be. So it's called. '80s rom com post hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, I it doesn't matter to me. As long as people like it. You know? And it's that meets Bomb the Music Industry. There you go. <laughs> so to ask such a generic uh, question, what, what influences on you and that you that we see in your music for any band Probably or genre? Nirvana, I would think, a lot. Um, but maybe that might be a little hard to see. Kevin Devine is another big influence. That's a big pillar for Staten Island's music yeah, scene right there. Yeah, sure, yeah. He's, one of, he's my favorite singer, actually. I don't really get to talk about that too much, but I've met him so many times. Feel free to talk about it here. He's so. one of those guys. Like, I've told him, yo, we should have a jam. It, for whatever reason, he hasn't given me a chance, though. I think he, yeah. I think it's just one of those things where yeah. you want to be kind in the moment, talk yeah. to different people, yeah. and it's just like a lot of things in life, because yeah. you talk about the promises you're willing to keep, but then I mean, things kind of get convoluted in the way. There's like weird times we've been together we've been on the train one time together and have a long conversation there's been another time we've been in central park together having a long conversation and then when he finally did that uh he did a staten island show at dock street with the miracle of 86 reunion i was telling him listen let's have a jam dude i know all these songs and like i could probably play them on anything but i don't know kind of reminds me of a story like i was working with awake in providence 10 years ago and I was in Pennsylvania. Great band, though. I, I think I remember. They were, they were a lo- local band. Yep, they were from they were Staten Island, Brooklyn-based. And then I managed them for about six to eight months. And I got them in Pennsylvania with my friend Alex. And then Asking Alexandria was one of the headliners for the show. Oh, there's yeah. a, oh, a name I've ever heard. So it just randomly, I was in the bathroom just doing business, washing hands, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And then I'm just randomly talking, just shits and giggles with like the lead singer. It's just like back and forth. Yeah. Like it's not even anything. I barely, I barely even acknowledge. I'm just like, oh, what's going on? And shit yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Oh, of course, you would start a conversation in the bathroom and somebody's <laughs> washing their hands. Like it's the most <laughs> awkward place. Was was, was he a one urinal and then you walked up to the next? Of one course, I did. did. <laughs> that's breaking. That's breaking bro code or man yeah, code. Breaking bro code, man. <laughs> so there's breaking Benjamin and there's breaking bro code, and, and then there's breaking bad. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so we have to follow three stages of continuity right yeah, now oh God. all for different reasons now uh joe ask me a question <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> why are you here because rob's here have you, uh, of course one venue that jerry has a long history with from back in the day the full cup the half cup the mug oh yeah uh, any the muddy cup the muddy cup muddy cup any, any fun stories or Fun gigs playing there from... I'll tell you a funny story. You remember that band Brand New? Yes. Jesse Lacey. So Jesse Lacey comes to a show one time and he brings his own six-pack. Doesn't talk to anybody. Stands right in the middle. So typical. Stands right in the middle of the show. Drinks every single one. (laughs) Shows over and puts the six-pack 
on the floor or wherever near the table, I forget. And then he just leaves the show. Doesn't say anything to anybody. Did he, did he get recognized? Did people go up yeah. to him and try to talk to him? Yeah, to... but he didn't talk to anybody. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things with him. Yeah. He's just one of those people. I not like a. I don't think he's a jerk or anything like that. Yeah. There's just that vibe to him where it's like, if you talk to him, fine. But yeah. he, he doesn't want business with anyone. Yeah, no. No. Pretty crazy. Like, here's kind of like maybe a hypothetical. If you felt like you had all the fame in the world, what do you think you'd be like? I mean, I'd probably be the same, you know? I just want to chill and hang out, you know? And just, just, you know, do stuff. I don't know. Go to shows, hang out. Go like to bars. Drink a six-pack. Yeah. Six don't, don't, don't talk to anybody. Drink a six-pack. <laughs> you know? Uh, speaking of parties, like, um, just looking over some things from the band, um, that, was it fun filming that video? Was that, uh, the self-titled video, was, was that actually filmed at a mansion in Miami? Yeah. What's the story behind that? Because it looked like a really fun video, at least yeah. from the final product, or yeah, was it? Yeah, no, that, that was pretty wild. Uh, well, a lot of partying, a lot of drinking, a lot of pizza. <laughs> Was that a professional shoot, or just happened yeah, to be a regular part? That was a real shoot, absolutely. Yeah. Give me your favorite pizza and beer combo. Budweiser, what pizzeria? Like it could be anywhere? like a thin style. It could be like oh, thicker. I guess I guess thin. I guess thin crust. No. Oh, okay. So how about this? You gave me a brand with Budweiser. Give me like a random like spot that you've always loved pizza wise. I really like to go to Benicia in Brooklyn a lot on Twentieth Avenue. It's a good spot. There we go. Yeah, I know. I know where the next episode of this podcast is going to be. At. Yeah, oh, no, God. the pizza's really good. Pizza's really good. One man. bite, everybody knows. <laughs> One bite. Yeah. And um, Bay Ridge has a lot of good pizza spots too. Jerry, Jerry, did, did we ever do anything with the Broken Records magazine with the, the for this band? Uh, We've uh, always talked about working yeah. together, mm. but we never, for some reason, we yeah. never worked together. No. Yeah. Yeah. We've done we've done so much with Broken Records magazine. Like I, I forget who who we interviewed and who. I think I think the only band, and I've known the, you I for like ten band, years now. Yeah, yeah long I, time. that's crazy. I think the long only time. band that I actually remember us interviewing was like Pop Evil. Poppy. That was the only band I remember. Well, that was there, one. There are big names. Yeah. No, I don't remember them all. Like all I remember is Pop Evil. I was in a summer camp T-shirt. You, oh, the, and, the interview's and, still and, on YouTube. And, and oh, Cody nice. Simpson, that, that that was our first one. Nice. Yeah. I was coming back from like a summer camp we used to work at. I go yeah. to the show, this guy's just looking at me like, you have no business being here. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, what's going on? How are you? Yeah, right. Where's yeah. George? You're selling Broken Records magazine. I'm in a t-shirt. This guy's in a freaking <laughs> top to bottom. Bro. This guy's in an opera ballad somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> what, are, uh, what are some of the bigger bands you sh- shared the stage with over the years in venues around uh, the area or uh, from across the country? Uh, Crazy Town is one. Uh, fastball is another one. Just because that one's recently, that was the last show we did. I hear. Oh damn, I can't remember everything right now. But, uh, <laughs> you do feel like it's a lifetime ago, considering the pandemic. Well, just I've done so much shit. I've been through so much through with this band and just you know and doing music for so long. What was it like playing in the city for the first time? I don't even remember when that was. <laughs> Because Gramercy was like one of the first times where I got to know you and like yeah. your band and stuff like yeah, that. I played Gramercy four times. Yeah. Which one did you come to? I went to like either 2011 or 2013. Oh, okay. 
And if yeah. I'm not mis- was hold on a second. Wasn't Kyle's 2011, band? 2011. Weren't they on the same show? I I don't I don't think they were on that show, but um, our friend. Uh, I had played. A, yeah, I used to play shows with Kyle a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. I forget the name of his band. Though. Well, uh, well, t- well at, at the time, what, it, what was it? Kick. Kick was 2011. Kick, yeah. yeah. Faraday was right after. Yeah, Faraday was right yeah, after. And then and, yeah. and, and Adele was right after. And now he's a great singer. He's an amazing. It's the same that nothing worked out for him. You well, know? He's, he's involved in the music industry, like from a uh, behind the scenes perspective. Yeah. Um, he he's worked with various musicians. I won't name drop on air, but yeah. he told me like various musicians that he, he works at a. Uh, I won't say the name of this, but he helps. I won't say what he does, but uh, he works behind the scenes. He helps what can him. you tell us, Joe? I don't want to. Like, <laughs> can you tell me what Kyle's name is? He, he does a lot of audio, a lot of He's audio, an audio engineer, engineer. engineer. and he helps audio. bands with rehearsal and yeah. setting up oh, and various cool. things. Yeah. Nice. Can, can you tell people what I do for a living? <laughs> you work. For, you used to work for the. <laughs> we don't want to. Every time we try to say where Jerry used to live, we somehow we always get beeped on the air for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always get re- re- redacted or radio edit. <laughs> so, like ten years ago, I used to be at Chippendale actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to make baby. about three hundred a day. <laughs> yeah. Let so, go. So one person to shout out for making this happen is our mutual friend Danielle. Who, oh yeah, uh, so uh, that's how I met you. So. Right, I think I met you too through Danielle, right? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the last time we saw you. Uh, the last, I think we went out for our birthday. We went yeah. out to Brooklyn Whiskey, a great place. Right, right. I, that was a good night. Yeah, that was I, a good. I, night. I don't know if they. I don't know if that's yeah, the kind was... of place that was venue. So. Woo! <laughs> Everybody was wasted that night. I know that. I got seriously wasted. I also met a friend Tracy that night, and her other friend was also her other friend's name. I can't remember. Was this? Oh, this was. I okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think, met her I think that. you and me, we were out like just randomly uh, from the venue. Yeah, and I think you were with somebody, and maybe I. Oh was, wait a yes. minute! No, no, now no. Here we go. Puzzle, yeah, puzzle. now puzzle. I know. I remember that now because I was originally going there to meet one of Danielle's friends originally. Right. Somehow, that didn't work out, or whatever. It was a taller chick, I think. Right. And yeah. You met, and you. And I met Tracy. Yeah, and I started talking to her, but. Nothing ever became of that. I mean, we're just still friends, you know. I gotcha. You know, but didn't go any further than that. You stay connected to the Facebook birthday timeline? <laughs> yeah, I like to say happy birthday, you know. <laughs> um, how, how, with, with COVID shutting down everywhere to play, how, how did you stay busy during the past year? We made a whole new EP. There's an album and a new EP from Midnight Fool since that's just waiting to come out. We got another music video. We have two music videos that are ready to go. We're doing another one very soon for a cover of Amure. MDMA. Oh, wow. Which I think is going to really shake the scene because they're not expecting it. So, uh, it's really good. What made you guys think of that idea? That's pretty cool. I thought of it a long time ago because I'm friends with Frankie. Right. Or, well, I haven't heard from him in a while, but, uh, you know, I actually let him hear it too and he said he liked it. Oh, nice. Yeah. What, uh, uh, so what number album or EP is this for you guys? We only have one album. What, so it's going to be our second EP, though. Second EP. Yeah. And what, if you want to, Put out the name of it to uh, plug it if you're ready. Uh, yeah, if you're well, ready, if it's ready. Well, there's a couple of ideas coming up now. I'm, we want to take it really seriously, so I'm thinking of calling it "Hands Up, Chin Down." Who do you think in your band, in like a in like a writing process, who would you consider to be the perfectionist, and who's like the free flower? I think we're all the perfectionists right now because we've had a little bit of time to work on everything, and the songs we're writing now are really great. 
you know, it's really good stuff. And um, the album before that's even great too. Joseph Arrington from uh, A Lot Like Birds, Cianbar. Uh I know he's played with Hail the Sun, and uh, Royal Coat is the band he's with now with nice. Jay Travis, and Will Swan's also in that band. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, he did the last. I met Will of- Swan right when he just started losing weight. Like- yeah. Great dude. I met him on Warped Tour and I knew Matt from Dance Cabin Dance. I keep in touch with them a bit too. How many times did you get a chance to play Warped Tour? Uh, I know we're going way back again. Twice. Once in 2010 or. Yeah, 2010 and then once in 2017. My only experience. Well, Warped Tour was actually my first ever concert when I was 18 and went in 2006 and 2007. Nice. Um, trying to think. I think You Found Glory played in 07. Sick. Hawthorne Heights was on one. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne Heights was on 2017, the one that I was on recently. Cool. Did you get a chance to check out the Reunion Warp Tour down in Atlantic City when no, that happened? I didn't get to see that. But I, that's like, I could have. We could have probably made that happen. but uh, That was only for one weekend, right? Yeah, I, Saturday and Sunday. It's kind of crazy how you were able to just fit like... 40 bands in two days like that. <laughs> That's insane. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't try to go down there, Jerry. And yeah, it. sure. And it takes some show territory. <laughs> That's a really expensive process, man. Like, when I was talking to Kevin Lyman out there, like, they were just... Kevin's very approachable. I've noticed yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Great guy. He's he came on the... our bus, and, uh, you know, we were all getting... There was, like, this... We're all drunk 24-7. There... <laughs> it was, like... I remember I was covering Warp Tour in 2010, yeah. and there was... There was oh, like, shit. yeah, there Small was world. exactly. There was this like random like complaining reporter from like a local outlet. Yeah, and Kevin Lyman just professionally went up to him, like just it, he could have easily ignored him, disregarded him, be like whatever. This kid, this kid's going nowhere. He handled him like a professional. I'm just yeah. like, all right, dude, yeah. I give you some credit. Yeah, yeah, he's cool like that. And he'll also like go to local shows and find bands that he likes too, and put them on. So. He is a cool dude. Absolutely. Before uh, before I left, I gave him uh, the Midnight Foolishness record. Oh, nice. Do you, so, do you think he listened to it at all, or maybe? No, I think he listened to everything. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm not really sure. Because I feel like he will give people the chance to even do stuff locally, like on shows. So he, yeah. he may at least listen to like clips or something of a single. Yeah, I think I think he might have. You know. So since you're the most. Uh, the, been the most constant member throughout the years. What do you think of the comparison to Trent Razor and Nine Inch Nails? Like, since it's different lineups, but, you know, it's your vision at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. A lot of bands are like that. Sleeping with Sirens was like that. Even Dance Game and Dance doesn't have all the original members, you know? Um, yeah, there's a lot of bands like that, you know? I actually met a member, um, uh, uh, through my job, he he's not a full time electrician, but um, somebody that used to play with Census Fail, oh, like cool. the original lineup, but now he works as a full time electrician. But yeah, he's still stay in contact with those guys. Ever any interaction ever with Census Fail? No, never talked to Census Fail since they were like a Jersey band, right, Jerry? J- yeah, outskirts of Jersey, maybe a little PA. Gotcha. Yeah. So with um, so when creating these music videos, is it all the band? Is it your vision at the end of the day, or is it is it the music video, or whatever happens happens? And no, a... now that we're, we're everybody's involved now, we're all talking about things. We're all involved. We've been having practices. We're getting ready as soon as shows are ready. I mean, they are ready, 
They are booking now. You hear about Madball today? That was my friend's show. And Times Get Square, out of here. Yeah, yeah, my buddy Chip booked that show, so... And Madball's also Look, coming to the Arrogant hold, Swine hold, today. Hold on, you're, you're giving me like a flashback. Chip Sue? Yeah, Chip booked that show. Are you serious? Yeah, he booked that show. I haven't heard Chip Sue in like seven years, man. He's a busy guy, bro. Holy He's got a couple shit. venues. We were just shooting our music video at his new thousand-person venue, The Monarch. That's in Queens, right? No, it's in Brooklyn. Like Bushwick. What was the Queens venue he used to do? He, he was That's Queens. gone now. Gotcha. That's gone now. And, uh, yeah, he bucked that. Madball's playing his other venue today, I guess why. I think uh, Danielle's friend Tom is going to that show. Oh, Tom, yes. Yeah. Um, could, can you see f- shows coming back to full force, or do you think it's going to be limited capacity? Like, could you can't separate a crowd. I mean, after looking at the Madball show, I don't think it matters anymore. I think that's a trial and error, like, ordeal, and probably at that point, same as the weddings, it's like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, literally everybody who's right next to each other not wearing a mask anyway, so... Right. Doesn't... I don't think it matters anymore. And Florida just had the UFC event, which was also sold out, when nobody wore a mask at all. That was sold out? Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's the first major sporting event to have... Well, the Texas... That's full capacity, yeah. Yeah, full capacity. Well, Texas Rangers, uh, since everything's open in Texas, they have the... Opening, their opening day, full capacity, mask, is, mask was like a suggestion or recommendation, but not mandatory. But yeah, UFC came back in full force, and they're going to have full, full sold-out shows. But um, I think little by little, um, concerts are coming back. Um, uh, Chris Jericho's band, Fozzy, yeah. uh, actually, they didn't do a full tour, which got canceled, but they uh, they played that big uh, biker event in North Dakota or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he he took some criticism playing venues. But uh, I I know you have to wait. But how soon are you ready to like test the waters and promote we're ready the show? To go out now we were ready to go out. We were talking about a festival in Florida for May. Which oh, was there you go. Supposed to be next week, but that didn't end up happening. Have you have you been uh, tempted to do the idea to do these visual shows? No, I don't like that. We did one for the passing of my bass player, and that was it. I hear you. Yeah. I'm not into that live stream stuff. I need to be for real with it. Because I also, it's, you guys, I also run shows at the hideout too. So as soon as that's ready right. to come back, everything, I'm trying to build that scene back up and the go only, full force. The only bands I've seen at hideout, I wish I caught you guys, um, a great metal band out of Brooklyn, Annika. Yeah. And our friend Nick, um, he had a, a, he had a good, an awesome cover band, The Social Zoo. So mm-hmm. I played that the, the, and, his, and his old band, Tension Rising. So... Well, Century Rising still, still, still he's still right? active, but yeah, he's still active. But, um, but what do you think of Hideout that setup? Because that used to be a that used to be a different bar back then. Yeah, I think the only problem is, and I talk to Charlie all the time. If they could just remove the bathrooms, that back area would be so cool to have a show. Yeah, but don't they have the pool tables back there too? No, they put that on the floor <clears throat> now. I gotcha. Yeah. So, if they could figure that out. Then it would be all right. I think they also yeah. know. I think yeah. I think no quarter used to do shit before that closed. Yeah, down. they used to do shows too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we would see like a few shows at like uh, no quarter and stuff. What's that other big? It's is it something the bowl. Um, the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's like by, not far from the Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn um, Bowl. Yeah, Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah. Is that place still around? And when, yeah, it's still around. I got gotcha. you. I agree, Joe. It's still around. If you think it's around, then I say it's around. Nothing's more around than your head. <laughs> You're <so>. welcome. <laughs> 
whatever million dollar question. Silence is definitely <laughs> Are you still doing comedy? I oh tried. my god! It was a one hit wonder. Oh. I would actually call it a one shit wonder at this point. All right. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry did comedy for one show. I was better at roasting people. Yeah, he, he he's better he's better doing like yo mama jokes than like, yeah. Oh, that's good. Than, than like uh, actual like. Uh, I'm too, I'm too much into story. That's yeah. my problem. I like to always like make sure I'm covering every part of the story. When ninety nine percent of it, no one gives a shit. They yeah, just like, want the so, right. so it's like right. it's like you you have like the end of the joke, which is like the hit, and then it's like Jerry will be like, "So I was with my buddy, and then over there was like a squirrel, and the squirrel walked by. It's like all like, and the sky was blue. It's like the, get to the first off, it was pink. Joke. Yeah, get to it was, the joke. It was sunrise, the, Christian. Like he's he's like, you're I gotta, not even explaining my joke. The scene. I gotta paint the canvas. And it's like you don't need to paint the canvas. Have you ever tried to, like, pursue any other hobbies, like, aside from music and kind of, like, integrating and stuff like no. that? No. You know, I kind of respect that, though. Because... Been doing this so long, it's too late to stop now. <laughs> I get that. I'm already in it, bro. <laughs> and I gotta finish it. And I hope to finish it with the next EP. Do you agree Do you agree with the description on Spotify they put for your band that you're reminiscent of early 2000s pop-punk mix with 90s grudge? Yeah, I would say. I guess so. So you mentioned Nirvana. Uh, what pop punk bands would you say? Uh, well, you mentioned a couple earlier. Um, yeah, I mean, probably Green Day and Blink is a good one to go compare to, I guess. But Midnight Foolish just doesn't sound like anybody. That's the unique thing, I think. So you I think it stands on its own. Uh, you definitely have a, a heavier sound to you, too, along yeah. to go with your pop punk uh, vocals. That... Yeah, uh, well, the newer EP is even heavier than that. Do you put uh, what do you think of scream screamo or screaming lyrics compared to the regular clean there, lyrics? It is good. I have a song where somebody screams on uh, on that first EP. There's one song on there with it's just at the end. Was that you, Joe? <laughs> no. Well, let me ask you questions. I know uh, the sky blue one band that's <laughs> famous with the screaming vocals, and they took some heat from their fan base because they did a clean song, um, "Lamb of God." Yeah. Like Randy, who's like notorious, and then I forgot the name of the song, but they put out it, yeah. and, and they made a music video, and the fans were like, "What are you doing?" You know. I thought it was good, actually. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, he can actually sing. So. Yeah, he definitely can. Anything else you want to add, Gerard? Gerald. So give me all the promo you want in the world. You could even go on till tomorrow if you want to talk about it. Oh, I don't know how much promo <laughs> I have. I mean, I'm just making a new EP. Hopefully. Comes out this summer. We got new music videos on the way. What's the you one? Know. What's the one venue that you've always tried to play, but you, even pre-COVID, but you couldn't quite get there. So, oh uh, well, we keep talking to Starland Ballroom a lot. We got connected with them and the Westchester Palladium. Or two that I have. Starland Ballroom is the one place you can yeah. get away with having shitty pizza, selling yeah. it for five dollars, and making everyone a happy camper yeah. at the same time. Yeah. I remember I saw Kill Switch engaged there uh, with Dillage's escape plan as the Great opener. Band. Love yeah. Dillinger's and escape this plan. is when uh, Howard was still in the band. Oh, wow. And he's like, oh, he, he noticed the pizza stand in the corner. He's like, pass me a uh, slice of pizza. <laughs> so somebody literally, I don't know if it was the, a, a worker there, grabbed the slice of pizza and actually passed it through the crowd and actually handed it to, and got it to the stage. But That's pretty crazy. Yeah. But That's I cool. haven't been to Starland so so long. I was actually considering going, going to a show there. I'm a huge fan of the the uh, the band Alter Bridge. 
cool. And they and they were going to play a local show. And Starland Borum's literally a 20-minute drive from here. Right, yeah. Right over the bridge. You forget how close it is. It's like literally in the middle of a... Isn't it pretty much in the middle of a residential area? Like, it, it, it can be easy to miss, but it's also not easy to miss because right. you do see everything. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Great place, though. Great people. Another show, Jerry, I think we saw there... Um, like, this is going close to 10 years now. Anthrax, Testament, and Death Angel. Ooh. Heavy. Yeah. I, I remember that show now. I remember we ended up in the back, and Scott Ian gets on the mic. He's like, oh, I want... I see all you motherfuckers not moving in the back. I want to see the pit open up. And literally, by the back bar, a fucking pit opens up <laughs> right in front of us. So. Wow, that's awesome. Speaking of opening up this pit, there was a Facebook status I just want to pay tribute and testimony to. Because yeah. you know the platform, Bands in Town? I get uh-huh. a notification from them, and I see Tom Jones is doing an independent show. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, oh baby! Wow. Of course, of course Jerry has to talk about like, Tom <laughs> Tom Jones, man. <laughs> is, it, is it not unusual, Jerry? It's never unusual for me. Jerry has sung Tom Jones multiple times in karaoke. <laughs> wow, big Tom Jones fan, Absolutely. Huh? Okay, that's cool. Well, what's, what's new, Pussycat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, there's a contingency for me to come to your next show. You have to cover a Tom Jones song. Oh, you wow. have to cover... Thunderball. <laughs> yeah, it has to be like a lesser-known Tom Jones song. Wow. Well, well, Thunderball is the James Bond. <laughs> he, he sang... Uh, the theme song for Thunderball, so it right. You, you you're more James Bond right? fan. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. I, 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 yeah. Pull that shit up. Put it in the Google machine. <laughs> pull that shit up. Jamie. Google it. Pull pull that shit up, Jamie. Uh, now keep 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 talking. I'll keep uh, fucking talking over here. Oh God, I know one thing. I wanted interesting hangouts. Like, um, I know you hated this. Rob and Jerry wasn't a fan when we saw the Metallica movie in theaters. I didn't think it was bad. I thought, well, at the time, I remember you saying you weren't. I loved it because I'm a I thought fan. they could have done a little bit more, uh, you know, more just. I thought it was going to be more about them. I don't know. It's just like. That was the. So that. So it I'm threw not, me off. Like, I'm not a movie person for anything. Yeah. So I watched this movie and it's priceless because it's the one movie. I'm actually like, this fucking thing's a piece of trash. I don't even know why they would you make just, this movie. You, you just yeah, want to see it. Because, like, you just want to see it because you were going to Rolling Roaster after. So, <laughs> so, so, so Rolling so, Roaster is great, though. So, so I can't confirm. Yes, Tom Jones saying, "Fuck on the ball." <laughs> but I thought it was an interesting concept. I think it ended up bombing at the theaters. But yeah, but I think they were trying to do. They paid for it themselves, like right. to, to do a live movie concert, which I think was uh, recorded. And over two nights in Vancouver, yeah, and then intertwine with a movie plot going on, but um, which was confusing. But you thought it w- you wanted more concert footage instead of like the kid getting lost in the city, getting chased by ho- guys in futuristic yeah. that was so uh, Mad Max costumes and horses. So. Well, wasn't the whole plot he was trying to deliver something? Yes, to to, to, to Metallica. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I, I cannot remember. And then, like that it chased it, like there was like horses chasing them, and that's where they. Went to like what four horsemen? Or well, the, the, some people I remember like they should have played four horsemen for for that part. Excuse me, and then they should have played. They ended up playing Cyanai off the Death Magnetic album. That makes no sense, but okay. Well, yeah. they played a show in uh, Antarctica, believe it or not, and then one song they left out that people's like, why did they play Trap Under Ice? They're actually literally playing. It's probably too too on the nose, probably. I gotcha. Mm. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Have you guys oh, ever boy. seen Metallica live? I have. We've seen them. We've seen Metallica together. Tell them. Uh, tell them the famous uh, Slayer story, Jack. <laughs> well, no. You. Well, we've told that story plenty of times. Well, he's but, never heard it. So. But the Metallica story. Um, but Jerry's seen it twice with me in the Orion Festival. Tell him. Uh, tell the story about when you were in the mosh pit the second night or the first night. Oh, so there was this like Jerry got his ass kicked. There was this like weirdo old looking dude who was like just being an absolute tool bag or whatever, <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, it was good, and he was like getting kicked out or something, and then I just scream out, yeah, buddy, like just scream, like just going crazy with that type of shit, and then the second day, this is where the kicker comes in, the Macarena. So I do the Macarena when Metallica in Enter Sandman goes, hush, little baby, don't say the word. So I followed the rhythm to that song, and I just did the Macarena. Why were you also yelling? Uh... Uh, maybe this was night one because Lou was with you. I was more further. I was with Ryan further up front. But what uh, you were yelling out dead celebrities that died that year? Oh, uh, when they, when they do like the die chant or whatever, I was doing like Whitney and then <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson. No, Michael Jackson. <laughs> so I'm not. Um, I go in and out of pop punk phases, but from like the 2000s era, I think my favorite, even still to this day, is Sum 41. Yeah. I think this past week, at the time we were recording this, was the 20th anniversary of the of the video for Fat Lip. Oh wow! And I oh, and yeah, it, I saw that that came up on uh, YouTube. Yeah, like the, you know. and I forget it in American Pie too. It, it was I think not you know it was that song where Into Deep was on it featured as part of American Pie too. But I, that's another band I, I wouldn't mind seeing again. What yeah. is your favorite music video? Ah oh, damn. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite. I do like lots of videos. No, you're you're going to sparingly like come back when you think of something. Be like, oh, yeah. can we do a second part to the podcast? <laughs> um, you know what's a cool video by uh, Everclear, the Heroin Girl video. You ever seen that? What song was that? That's like one of their first singles they ever did. I'm trying to remember now. Because I have seen like Father of Mine and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember if I've ever seen that one. It's a cool one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one. You well, know, Dylan's their escape plan makes some cool stuff too, I think. Didn't they uh, break up or they on hiatus? Who? Dylan's escape plan? Yeah, Dylan's done now. For now. For now. They're not playing anything right now. <laughs> I don't think so. I think they said they like hurt themselves too much at the shows to be playing anymore. Well, they get pretty into it. Yeah. Like, I remember I, I remember they were actually on Colin O'Brien, his original show, the, that he had at 1230, and the lead singer actually walked uh, walked by where Conan's singing, I mean, sitting, and he got on the desk and was singing, like, right in front of Conan, and Conan had, like, these, like, these, uh... Notes. <laughs> these, what do you call those, those lit up... The, the the light lit up sticks. Glow he was sticks. Doing, glow, glow sticks. Glow sticks. You look like you're Thank playing you. drums right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing this motion. <laughs> nice. So to conclude, yes. I can I came up with an interesting scenario. Oh boy. So let's say the four of us are in a band together. We start a whole new project. We compete uh-huh. with Midnight Foolishness. Oh. Wow. What are we playing in this band? Like who's with the Jerry's, side? Jerry's playing the triangle. <laughs> what? Okay. What about you? Well, just looking at him for. 30 minutes. He should be the singer. I should be the singer? He should be the singer. Okay. It looks like you could be a singer. I would say for you, uh, trombone player. 
Oh, okay. Actually, that <laughs> no. How did you come? How you? How did you come up with the name Midnight Foolishness and make sure it wasn't taken by another band? Um, it's high school I came up with the name. <laughs> was it one of those things you just wrote down a bunch of No, names? I just somehow that somehow came to me. It was just strange. I don't know. Just have epiphanies. Yeah. I was reading a book some one time and I think I put the two words together. <laughs> that works. Yeah. I think that's what I would love to see you collaborate with Jerry on something. Like, Jerry can uh, sing Jerry, and rap. Do, so, Jerry can rap while he's a... Uh, do you, like... Would, have you collaborated with Hip Hop Artists before? Or would you No, want... but this EP is the first EP that we have uh, electronic beat on something. Was it weird to... Through the whole song. Was it a Sugar Hill Gang cover? No. <laughs> it was not. But, uh... Now you're giving me musical aspirations. There you go. <laughs> you could do anything, man. I gotcha. You could do anything. So, so you have a new EP coming out. You have music videos coming out. Where, where, where can we and our listeners find your band on social media? Everywhere. It's on everything. <laughs> At, is it midnight, one word, Midnight Foolishness? Dot, dot underscore. So... Sometimes you need to put a space. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> well, I know you're definitely on Instagram. Uh, so, so we, so we start with the rundown of our usual plugs, Jerry. So, so before I plug my podcast, how do you spell midnight foolishness, Joe? Mid, night, not day. Fool as in you. Ness as in Christian. Woo, oh, Woo! All right, there, there we go. Change right. of podcast. And I'm gonna, I'm, as gonna well. I'm gonna, <laughs> st- I'm gonna start a rival band called Noon Time uh, Fun. Funlessness, I don't know. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway, go ahead, Jerry. Change of in podcast everywhere, anywhere except in my house. Our own to plug our own shit. Since me and Christian shared this shit with Jerry, uh, uh, the, you can find us on Instagram at CGJ Pod. Christian Gerald Jerry for, collect the podcast on Facebook. Uh, Christian, I know you have your usual long plug. Uh, Nightsboard.com is the growing social media experience that began with the dream of creating a community, as Jerry rubs my head, of nerdy fans that are not restricted by an algorithm. It's a place where content creators can share their videos, articles, posts without suppression from big social media. That's big social media, not big pharma. (laughs) A place where people can share ideas Request input on growing topics. It's a network where people can sell their products or services without being scrutinized by another big brand. Eating up the market chair. That's nightsport.com as I run out of and, and also check out our two most previous episodes. Actor, musician, artist Kenny, Kenny K. And two-time game show contestant, our friend Jackie Lorenzo. Our two most recent episodes. As well as this episode on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Jerry. DJ Coward. And give us another one for next week. Say you're alive. And I love you. Thanks.